Welcome to Documentary First, inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay, from the Movie Proposal Podcast, and with us is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hey, Josh Lindsay. Hey, everybody. And with us, as always, is our trusty, dusty, research extraordinaire, button-pushing guy wearing the headphones. You're the only one wearing headphones. That's true. Jason Rugg. Hey there. Hello. It messes up my hair. And they don't have any for me. So it messes up mine too. <laughs> so in between our podcast, Jason and Christian were talking. I was ignoring them, but it sounded interesting what they were talking about. So I would like to ask Jason, what were you guys talking about? Okay, so we were talking about uh, Film Riot, and I was asking Christian if she had ever heard of the YouTube channel Film Riot. Um, so it's run by a guy named Ryan Conley, who's a really awesome guy, and he's been making films. Uh, for a long time. He's in his 30s now, but he started off this YouTube channel when he was in his 20s, and he's been making short films and showing how he does everything uh, from the start. And so I've learned a ton of stuff from this guy, and he's now at the place where he's making a proof-of-concept teaser trailer that he... Or not teaser trailer, a short film, kind of, that's maybe in the same universe as a feature film that he wants to make. And so the idea is that he's going to make this short film and then show it and pitch on this feature film. And so he made a 15-minute video that just came out this last week um, from when we're recording this where he's talking about the filmmaking process and how it's gone from just him with a camera being an indie filmmaker to now he has a team of people that he likes to work with and collaborate with. And so I really wanted to hear Christian's perspective on that process as she's gone through this film because it started out as just her idea when she was in yeah. France. And so how do you collect all these people? We've talked about, you know, just recently mm-hmm. you're adding people when you're in D.C. and everything who are joining the process. Yeah. But what what is that process like for you? It's been really fascinating because um, – one, you have to be open to collaboration, yeah. you know, and having your ideas challenged or changed. And people go through different things that bring them in or out of the project. So, um, you know, when I first started out, I sort of went around and talked with people and interviewed who would be a good production partner. And, you know, if it was a good fit and if they had what I needed and it suited their purpose, then we kind of came together. That's how it happened with Reverse Negative. Um, And then things change. You know, family members get sick and people's time is stretched or people move away or people take another job. And so you ha- I've had to remain flexible. Um, the other thing is I've everybody's been volunteer except for the editor, and I've paid a sound guy a little bit and a camera guy a little bit. Um, and I've had to be able to say, okay, these people are volunteering along with their regular day jobs. And so I have to collaborate with them on their schedule in their time, you know, with whatever they can bring to the table. And I've tried to remain very flexible with that, knowing that that's really the only option that I have. And, And when some help goes away, somebody else steps in. So, for example, I think of my assistant, Jen Berkey. She was my personal assistant. She was also in charge of makeup and wardrobe. Um, she, as we've learned, got, you know, met a guy on Utah Beach in June 6th and uh, when we were there in 2018. She's now married, has a baby, moved to Tennessee, so she has no time for this anymore. Uh, but thankfully, she's yeah, she's out. So, <laughs> Melissa Perkins stepped up. Um, you know, she was a podcast listener, volunteer 
volunteered and she's taken on more roles as she's able. Um, you know, and then uh, when I was down in Tennessee and Bill and I were having to be stuck together writing and editing, um, you know, that was a critical partnership. And yeah. so um, for me creatively and in every other way, simply because we share the same vision and we've known each other for 20 years and we are it's a good working collaborative relationship and so um it's been critical uh, having people that i trust people that i know people that i know have my back um because the more secure you feel in your collaborative relationships uh the more it frees you up to be able to do the job at hand, you know, if there's, and there's a lot of backbiting or um, disagreements in the production community. And don't get me wrong, we have had that yeah. on our team. Um, and I've, we've had to work through that. And there's still some stuff we still have to work through. I'm really sorry about all that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Josh, we'll forgive you. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, collaboration is key, we would not be here without it. And, um, you know, I'm continuing to be open to whoever wants to come on board. When I meet somebody that is just as passionate about this subject matter and this film as I am, and they want to contribute their time, regardless of what the monetary reward is, they're on our team, you know, yeah. um, just because we that's the kind of juju we need. <laughs> but you're project. also very good at um, uh, just gathering people. Yeah. Like, and, and maybe, you know, and not all people who make films are good at that, but I think you should take note that you need someone on your team who is good at that. That's true. You know, that they're a cheerleader that gets people involved and shares the vision and the passion and that people get attracted to that and buy into it. And hook their little red wagon to your red wagon yeah. and, and go along in this journey together. Um, but you're, it just so happens you're the filmmaker and that person. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, and I will say, too, I think what has helped in terms of getting us where we are is my perspective and point of view on the project itself. So I have a different point of view in that this film is not an end in itself. And that's based on my faith as a Christian. You know, I feel like there are bigger purposes at hand, whatever they may be. Um, and I am not looking at making money as my end result. I'm yeah. not looking at, you know, for me, I felt called to do this film, but I didn't know if it was actually going to become a film when I began. And I was open to the reality that maybe just the journey is the is the point, and how you know what I learn, how I treat people, how I handle production, um, and I just invited people to come on this journey with me and see what will happen. And what I have loved is that the fact that I can't pay people normally, I would never ask people to come along and not. Um, pay them because I feel like everybody's work and time is valuable. But in this instance, I've had no money. So I've had to say up front, I really have nothing to pay you, but I offer you this amazing opportunity and this journey to come along. You know, you'll develop skills, you'll meet new people, you'll be part of something amazing, um, you know, that touches, touches and changes lives. And so for a lot of people that are involved in this process, most of them have never done what we're doing before, just like me. And um, now there are some exceptions to the rules. Bill Ebel is an, an, 
an, is an exception. And it's why I raise his money to make sure he is paid because I that role is critical and it and it has to have somebody that has experience doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of us can learn as we go along and they can gain skills to put on their resume and you know it's an adventure that we're on together. And I think um, for the people that can do that in their lives, it has been a blessing. So you mentioned Bill, he's the, the film editor. Uh, right now, Right now, he's wanting to kill me. <laughs> he's, he's in his office, shut away, going... Because you had a film that was originally over two hours, right? Oh, it was two and a half when we two first... Two and a half. Yeah, the assembly edit was two and a half. And then it got cut down... To two. To two. That's what we took to Normandy. And then it got cut down again. An hour and 50 when we got back. And then it got cut down again to an hour and 40. All right. And now, mm-hmm. someone suggested, hey, here's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be pitching this film... You know, an hour, what did you say, an hour 40? Yeah. An hour 40 is too long to have a, a discussion and promote the film and raise money and da 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 Come with a half-hour film. Yeah. So how's that going? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was going to be just like everything else. Ah, no problem. You know, we can do it. We'll just pluck from here and here. All you're and, doing is cutting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and actually, we had done this with the trailer just, you know, I don't know, three weeks ago. So we have a four-minute trailer, and that four-minute trailer, it is very successful. It's gotten us where we are now. The difference being, it was made before we ever made the film. (laughs) (laughs) And so I am the narrator of the film, um, reluctantly, and this narrator is Corey Johnson, one of the Band of Brothers actors, and, um, and so we needed a trailer that was more reflective of what the film actually is so i we took that four minute trailer i did the narration for that and then we cut it down to various versions we cut it down to a two minute and 30 a two like a minute and a half you know a 30 second one and so we started with the very shortest version we said we made a 30 second one and then we would add back and so that wasn't that hard you know, we, we could figure that out. Now we have trailers of various different links. When people ask us for a trailer, we can give it to them. So I guess I thought, well, how hard can, <laughs> how hard can this be? We can figure this out. And so the first thing that we decided to do um, was we were going to shave off 10 minutes. And so <laughs> earlier in the week, I was like, let's just get it down to an hour and a half because several people have said it really needs to be 90 minutes. So I was like, okay, early in the week, I'm like, Bill, let's aim for that 90-minute version first. So Bill watched through the whole film, and he called me, and he's like, because he, I watch the whole film all the time. Bill doesn't. He goes and moves on to other projects. Right. you know. So he watched it, and he's like, Christian, this is a really good film. <laughs> and he's like, and, I can't do it. And I have no idea if, if we cut away. It's just, I don't know how we do it. And I was like, look, just trim a little bit here and there from each little thing. And um, just cut out all the gaps between the words. <laughs> and, and, and you can take out this story because there are a couple of stories in there that if we remove them, I know it's not going to destroy the integrity of the film. It will be sad because they're phenomenal stories. But, but anyway. And so he did that, and he's like, yeah, we still have five minutes. Like, I've only gotten rid of five minutes. Wow. And I was like, he's like, I just don't think we can do it. And, and, and he's like, 
I think I want to put that on hold and try to do the 30-minute version. I was like, okay, look, this can't be that hard. <laughs> and he, I'm like, here's what you got to do. Don't think about cutting away. Think about making a whole new thing, and we're probably going to have <laughs> I don't know if that really helps. Now you know okay, why he wants to kill me. We're going to start over. <laughs> I'm like, you're just going to look at our whole film and pick the best stories from this session, this section, and this section, and we're going to put those together. And he called me today. He's like Christian <laughs> he's like I haven't even gotten to the fourth act and we're already at 22 minutes like I just Ugh. I just don't know how we're gonna do this now he he's so wonderful and he's su- such a good soul and such a you know he just is like I, he's willing to have the challenge put before him and he does understand the creative process. He's like, I'm just going to trust the process. I'm going to just put something together as terrible as it may be, <laughs> and we'll review it and see where to go from here. And right. that's kind of been the way the whole thing has been from the beginning. You throw it up there, all of it. You look at how terrible it is, and you figure out how to make it better until you've gotten your final thing. So so when can we expect to have a 30-minute <laughs> I don't know. I think I think he's got another week of work on it. So maybe by the time this podcast hits. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, because I don't know when this will hit, but <laughs> possibly. I, I only have money to pay him through next week, so oh, okay. whether it's done so, or not. In a week. It'll be ready <laughs> yeah. in a week. It has to be ready in a week. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting. I just think it goes to show this independent process, right? It, it It's, I don't know, there's really been no roadmap um, for me. And so we're figuring it all out as we go along. And, you know, we're still at the point where um, I, I could be done. Here's the thing. I could decide I'm done. I could decide at an hour and 40 minutes I'm done and this is the film we're going with and we're going to seek distribution based on this film. Mm-hmm. But... But... Other than the fact that we still need to buy rights and have color correction and our score finished and all these different things. <laughs> yeah, just a few things. Trivial. Um, so, or I can work to make it the absolute best it can be. And I'm still trying to figure out where we are with that. Do you know what my job was at Big Idea? What? So I was a production coordinator and I worked for production management. And basically our job was to keep the artist on time because if there's not a schedule, an artist will work on something forever. That's true. So, I, I have thought about that. At yeah. some point, I'm going to have to just cut bait. At some, at some point. A film is never done. It just escapes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, I will set free by the yeah. producer. No, right. it escapes. <laughs> well, and I, I will say, I mean, truthfully, I cannot finish the film. I cannot make a d- distribution deal until we have some certain bases covered. And we're closer now than we were before, but I still have to have enough money to buy rights, you know, do some final editing, have the color correction done and some graphics done. Um, and, you know, some miscellaneous fees. And I really do need probably about $90,000 more minimum to make that happen. So until until that happens, I either have to keep raising money or stick it on the shelf. Have you considered robbing a bank? <laughs> I have not considered that. Not then on, that could be your next film. Yeah. Not on my radar How to all. rob a bank. <laughs> not on my radar at all. all right. 
Well, hey, I want to. It's probably time to wrap up. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Do you have any announcements we need to make? Um, no, thank you all very much for listening. Please share our film with your friends and relations. Please ask them to follow us on social media, um, and email me at Christian at NormandyStories.com if you're interested in volunteering. Um, and if you're able to come and see us at a screening, you're going to listen to this uh, probably after our screenings are done. But we do have uh, ones in Florida and California, and then. And starting in January, February, March, and April, we have them in Virginia, Washington, D.C., um, and a couple other places that I'm forgetting at the moment. So, <laughs> All right. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell, and you can be the one to tell it. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Documentary First. We really appreciate your partnership with us. We can't do any of this without you. So thank you so much for listening, for donating, and for following along on our journey. If you are able to make a donation this week, we really would appreciate it. We are supported by donors who give us $100 or less, so anything helps. Also, if you're able to share the news about the girl who wore freedom with your friends and family, please do that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email, and sign up for our newsletter at Normandy Store. Please go to normandystories.com slash donate to make a donation today.